This is CliffCentral.com. Okay, let's go to Rich Mulholland. I'm, I love this. On a Monday, we get to check in with Mr. Mulholland and we get to find out what is plaguing and bothering him. It's our reality check. Hey, Rich, what's up, dude? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Awesome, awesome, awesome. You have a good weekend? I did. It was fantastic. Anything exciting happen? I shaved off my beard by accident, which turned out to be a disaster. Why? Uh, I I meant to use the clippers, but I used the wrong setting. So now I'm I'm I like Kojak chin, uh, and my children keep on laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, last week we got quite a lot of, uh, of of interest in your 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 rant. Uh, every week you have an interesting rant, and I think a lot of people agree with you, and many people obviously don't. But uh, we were just talking this morning about this slew of apologies that, that were made over the weekend. Joey Razdeen apologizing oh, Joey, for upsetting yeah. Yeah, 702 for apologizing for a picture and just a bunch of really dumb stuff that happened over the weekend. Um, as long as you didn't do any of that, we're very happy. I saw your post about Chester uh, Bennington and the people who want to donate their money from the Lincoln Park concert that they would have used for refunds to suicide prevention. Yeah, I thought that was pretty powerful stuff. Hmm. I think it's uh, the, the the depression. I mean, my uh, father-in-law uh, committed suicide, and uh, I think it's a very real problem. That And the biggest thing for me was how surprised we all were. It was a complete and utter shock. And uh, it's uh, it's the kind of thing that uh, just kind of sneaks up on you. I think it uh, everybody is sleepwalking. I think the person who's walking into depression is sleepwalking, but I think the family members are too. Yeah. And it's because it's almost a taboo. We can talk about all, everything, but when it comes to depression, we almost want people to suck it up or, you know, uh, take it on the chin and, you know, man up. Uh, we say things like that, which I think are extremely, extremely bad. Well, if, if someone had a gangrenous leg and they had to have their leg amputated, you wouldn't say, ah, get over it. Yeah, suck it up. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you would deal with it. And I don't think we're dealing with that enough. So what was on your agenda for today? So, um, yeah, a few weeks ago, I was in Washington, D.C. I've now been three times in the last six months, uh-huh. and I have never seen the Smithsonian, ever. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, huh? Yeah, I feel, I, feel, I feel it's like a travesty. And I was trying to think about why I haven't seen it. And I think, I think I'm on to what the reason is. Uh, because, you see, part of the reason I'm there is I'm there to do work, and I'm always there on somebody else's ticket, on somebody else's bill. Right. Anyway, so we do at Missing Link this thing called Boredom Slayers, where we teach people how to present. And, um, uh, for like, it's about 10 people at a time come in. So like we do these courses, we run a few of them a week, 10 people arrive, we do this thing. And for the most part, for every three we do, usually only one person might be absent. So out of 30 people, uh, we maybe have one not show. So, and then we do open groups where people can kind of just come by themselves and pay their own way. And when that's the case, when it's not a company paying for them, when it's paying their own way, there is basically a hundred percent attendance. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So last week we decided we, we, we wanted to start giving some of these away to try and promote and, and to, to uh, give to people that maybe wouldn't be able to afford it and things. So last week on Thursday, we opened up one open group. Uh, Ten people bought free tickets and only four arrived. And then on Saturday, 20 people bought tickets and only nine arrived. So this is 13 out of 30, less than 50% arrived to to get coached, to do the presentation masterclass and training, how to become a speaker, things like this. And um, I was chatting to my business coach about this on Friday, kind of between the two. And another of his clients owns an advertising college. And one of the kind of ironies was one of the fees must fall leader 
years signed up to one of his three free courses Mm -hmm. and uh, she didn't arrive for any of the three days. So she signed up for a free course at the college, uh, fees must fall leader and activist and didn't show up once. And it's my feeling today that free is overrated. And I understand this is a problem because not everybody can afford education. But of course, I mean, my parents couldn't afford to send me to, to college at all. I didn't end up going, but I could have got a student loan. But, and I understand even for that, it's going to be difficult for some people. However, I just don't believe that uh, free is the right idea. And I think part of it comes down to the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. And I wanted to read you an excerpt from a, from a post I read on You Are Not So Smart. It says this, <laughs> in psychologist Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking fast and slow, he writes about how his colleague Emma Stavesky, uh, through the work in the 70s, uncovered the imbalance between losses and gains in your mind. Kahneman explains that since all decisions involve uncertainty about the future, the human brain uh, you use to make decisions has evolved an automatic and unconscious system for judging how to proceed. When a potential for loss arises, sorry, uh, when a potential for loss arises, Kahneman says organisms that place more urgency on avoiding threats than they did on maximizing uh, uh, profits. So the idea, of course, is this is the sunk cost fallacy. So when, whenever possible, we try to avoid losses of any kind and um, comparing losses to gains, you don't treat them equally. And the basic idea is that if we've invested in something, we don't want to lose it. And I think one of the biggest problems is that the more you personally pay to educate yourself, the more you will want to learn. Yeah. So the more invested you are in the education – and a kind of case in point for me was I've been to TED uh, like maybe five times now. And it costs 80,000 Rand basically all in to get there. You've got to pay for your ticket. You've got to, you know, the ticket itself to get in is expensive. You've got a flight to hotel, all of those things. And when I get there, I attend every single session. There are 70 talks over the course of the, the week. I attend every single one of them. I go to the evening functions. I go to the pre day. Because I've spent so much money, I want to extract absolutely everything I can from a knowledge point of view. Yeah. And yet, when I don't attend and they put the talks on for free, I maybe end up watching 5% of the 70. And this kind of just tells you it's because I'm not invested. So it made me realize that if I wanted to kind of close the loop a bit here, if I wanted to visit the Smithsonian University, I'd probably have to go to watch, sorry, the Smithsonian Museum. <laughs> I'd have to paid to go to Washington on my own bill. And the problem is because I'm not, because I'm not paying, I'm not invested, and there's no loss of me not getting that value from it. So I think fees must fall is not the right answer. Uh, or And I know we're kind of late to this party, but I think we need to find a better model and but, a better way so Rich, that we can keep this, students invested. This is true for so many other things. Uh, what you said was free is not the way. Now, I, I, I happen to think that if you get something for free, you don't really value it anyway. And that's how right. many people feel. But in the case of education, um, maybe we should stop parents from paying for that education and let you know students have to pay it back to someone in their own money so that they make the decision, they go there, they, they have to pay for it from the, the get-go with a waitering job or something else, and, and the parents don't pay. I don't know. Is that something that you, you might want to do? Because if your parents are paying for it, you also don't respect it. So I've been pondering what the right answer is, and I realize the opposite of free isn't fully paid for. The opposite of free is somewhat paid for. And if I got my kids, if if I said to my son wants to buy these noise-canceling earphones, and we've kind of said to him, if you raise a certain amount of money, we'll uh, uh, pay in the rest. Yeah. And I believe that even if he only paid, let's say they cost 500 bucks and he pays 200 bucks. Even if he's paid less than half the money, in his mind, he paid for the earphones. He worked, he washed cars, he did whatever it is. And it doesn't 
doesn't matter that the full cost was more. He would still value it. So the idea is not that you have to pay for everything. So your parents could subsidize part of your um, education, but there should be like a 20% fee or something that, that you've got to feel like you've paid for. So that if you don't attend, because I don't think you would separate the two. I don't think you would say, well, I'll go to 20% of my classes because I've paid for 20% of uh you know the fee i think what you'd say is i've paid 20% of 100% of the education so i think there has to be a partial model right. that makes more sense that you can be subsidized but only to a degree and i think that way will keep people better invested i like it very much um of course a lot of people feel that maybe if they can't afford things that they should get things for free do you think that there's any kind of you know there's this sort of a middle ground where you can say well you can't afford x y and z so we'll give you this other thing for free or again do you think no. even then partial payment is necessary yeah i feel like uh, people should be invested in anything in in everything they get there should be some degree of investment where they where they feel that they have contributed to it and the only reason is i think that because they value it that way they will extract more value from it, hmm. from almost anything you get. If if you get given a car for free, uh, then uh, you don't feel that, you, you know, if you dent it or you scratch it. But if you work towards paying for that car and you know that you, you're investing time every month, then you'll look after it as if it's your baby. And right. I really do believe that people need to – handouts are not the answer. Help up is the answer. Very, very good. Okay. Well, that's a good way to cool. start our Monday. Thank you very much, Rich. Have a great week. All right, you too, man. There we go, Rich Mulholland. And a look at um, the reality check for today. This is cliffcentral.com.